successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today on Talk 980 AM and on Talk980AM.com. I hope you've been enjoying the First few weeks of the show here on 980 AM in Kansas City. Uh, also, we are on uh, GrillNationShow.com and on TuneIn Radio and iTunes. So I appreciate all the people that are downloading the podcast off of GrillNationShow.com and listening on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. Really enjoy joining you on Saturdays. Uh, very excited to be on the one of the leaders in radio here in Kansas City, 980 AM. I want to thank our sponsors for sponsoring Grill Nation. They're the people that make this operation run. Uh, Kretcher Hartland, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group, uh, Andrew Bash is a co-hosting contributor, Kenny Hertz Perry, Attorneys at Law, John Kenny Hertz, guest co-hosting contributor, Catalyst, great government affairs firm here in Kansas City and throughout the country, Danny Pfeiffer, who's a contributor to Grill Nation, The Rieger Hotel Grill and Exchange, great restaurant in the Crossroads, and Jay Rieger & Co. Ryan Maybe, uh, owner of that, is a guest co-hosting contributor. Like to thank Two West Advisors, who is uh, helping to run Grill Nation now, and Ryan Rink, who will be joining us uh, down the road to co-host the show with me. Uh, he's done a great job here and is a great human being. And then, lastly, Kansas City Power and Light District, who is uh, very supportive of Grill Nation, will ha- be having on uh, the community manager of One Light on the show here, joining us shortly, Marnie Sauls, to talk about everything that's going on with One Light. So, I want to thank the Kansas City Power and Light District for sponsoring Grill Nation and being a great partner and supporter. Uh, also want to tell you, you can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Very exciting times here in Kansas City. Hope you've been enjoying the Kansas City Royals uh, pr- progression here after the All-Star break. Uh, we'll have Joel Goldberg on the show again to talk about what's going on with the Royals here in the next few shows as well. Got to see the movie Ant-Man this weekend. I was not expecting much. Uh, my dad was was driving me nuts about seeing that movie, which is odd because he's in his late 60s and I'm in my mid-30s. But uh went and saw it. Paul Red, local Kansas City, is in the movie. And uh, I was presently surprised. I'm not a comic book person. I like Batman. I like Superman. But uh knew nothing about Ant-Man. But it was extremely good. It was well done. It's in 3D. You could see it in 3D. Um, but I wanted to give a shout-out to that movie. I know we have Sean Edwards on, a movie critic, once in a while. But... I got to see that, and I thought it was uh, was quite good. So I would recommend it to those listening today. Also, want to bring up a application that has just uh, opened up for Missouri Tech funding. The Missouri Technology Corporation recently opened applications for its IDA fund, a program that will match other capital investments in high growth tech companies. The MTC is a public private organization that makes investments in Missouri tech companies. Uh, three of which are tailored for early-stage ventures. The early-stage programs include the Missouri Tech Launch, Seed Capital Co-Investment, and Venture Capital Co-Investment programs. The application deadlines are set for August 31st. Uh, this is a great thing going on here. A lot of startups have been funded in Missouri through this. There's been over $21 million 
invested in 60 Missouri startups since the start of it. Uh, those investments have helped position Missouri companies to raise more than $180 million in additional third-party capital. So uh, take a look at that. There's a good article on startlandnews.com that the applications are open for Missouri tech funding for startups throughout Missouri to uh, rem- get investment. Uh, the IDEA fund, it stands for Innovation, Development, Entrepreneurship, Advancement, and promotes the formation and growth of businesses that engage in the transfer of science and technology into job creation. So take a look at that, and uh, really excited to see that uh, Missouri is continuing to grow, both Kansas City and other areas in the startup and entrepreneurial space. So today's show, we're going to have two guests. We're going to have Marnie Saltz, who's the community manager at One Light. Uh, it's a great new project going in in the Power and Light District in Kansas City. They have a lot of things happening, getting very closer to being finished, as you can see when you drive downtown. So she's going to be on the show in our first segment, and we're going to try to bring her back for the second segment today. And then also we are going to have Jim Heater, who is the uh, CEO of the and president of the Greater Kansas City Chamber of Commerce. Haven't had Jim on the show yet, but he's a great guy, a, a very loyal Kansas City, and want to get into all different types of topics with what's going on at the chamber and also what's going on here in Kansas City with issues, uh, hot topics, if you will, throughout the area. So he will be on in segment three and segment four today. So let's get started here with the show. We have our first guest in studio, a great person, Marnie Sauls, the community manager at One Light Luxury Apartments. How are you, Marnie? I'm good. How are you, Jason? Good. Good to see you. Um, so we're like buddies now. Yeah. Because I uh, I go into the uh, the office there a lot to see you. Uh, where is it at again? It's right there in downtown at the Power and Light District, right? Yep. We're right at 1251 Main between the parking garage and Cosentino's. Right. So this is where you guys should go if you want to have fun and connect with a great living space that's coming out soon. So I go in there a lot. Uh, I, I know I've mentioned on the show before, but I am going to be moving to downtown Kansas City to One Light here uh, as soon as my place is finished. Hopefully it'll be done here by the end of the year. And uh, I'm going to call Marnie and say, hey, Marnie, I got a bunch of boxes to help me carry up the stairs, right? <laughs> I don't know if I can help you carry them out, but I can help you find somebody to do that. That's right. So, uh, so Marty, tell us a little about, we're going to get into the project after the break, but, um, and what's going on with the apartments and everything. But let's start off with the pool because it's summertime and, uh, you guys have done a lot of work to the formerly Jones pool, now called the pool at One Light. Yes. Talk to us about that. So the pool at One Light, we've invested a lot of money to redo that space. So we put a new travertine tile with a beautiful pattern. So when you live in the building, you can look down, see the great patterns. We did all new cabanas that are lighted. You can reserve the cabanas. We redid the swim-up bar. So we'll be able to have the pool staffed on the weekends for our residents. Um, lots of activities going on there. Yeah, so. and it's 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 really, you've kind of really made it even it's very first class. I think I think uh, Nick Benjamin described it on our show as kind of more of a more of a hotel style pool, like more of a chill, very yes. high end pool. Very high end. We've got um, some great landscaping that we put in there. So when you go up there, you're going to see trees, flowers all over, and then just the beautiful colors of the new deck and the cabanas. Okay. So you kind of looking at it, it's kind of resort looking, which yeah. is kind of nice um, to be right in the middle of downtown have the great views and be in like an oasis with the pool there. That's very cool. So, um, and tell us about kind of how it's going to work out and we'll get into how you can join and, or how you can uh, move into one light in the next segment, but how is the pool going to be different from the last pool that was up there? I mean, besides all the amenities and resort 
style with 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 visitors or with people living there and whatnot. You have to be a resident. Is that right? Yep, you have to be a resident of uh, One Light, or uh, we do allow some of our gym members from One Life Fitness to join in. Okay. Um, but you've got to be there with a resident or part of One Life. Um, it's not open to the public anymore. You can't pay to get in. Um, it's an amenity that's strictly for our residents. Very excited about that because uh, as I get older, Marty, I'm looking forward to, to you know hanging out and seeing friends and whatnot and just chilling. And I think that it's it's going to be very nice. I mean, I haven't seen it yet, um, but I will be able to see it here later in the summer. When are you guys, so does it open, I guess, when the apartments open, or how's that work? Officially, it opens for swimming when the apartments open. Okay. Um, we do have some private events coming up later on this year. Okay. Now that um, we're getting it close to being open. Um, but it really, truly is a great space that the residents are going to be able to use year-round. We've put some fabulous furniture in there with some fire pits. So you have all these little intimate areas that you can have a large get-together or small get-together um, and feel comfortable. Very cool. We're talking to Marnie Sauls, who's the community manager at One Light Luxury Apartments in downtown Kansas City. We'll be right back after the break talking more about One Light. Thanks for listening. Running down the street like your hair's on fire. Thoughts running fast like a man on the wire. Can't stop laughing, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm out that Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the narrow. But I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra. And since I made it here, I can make it. Welcome back to Grill Nation. Thanks for listening on talk980am.com and talk980am on the radio. Thanks for listening as well on iTunes and tune in radio from grillnationshow.com. I'm your host, Jason Grill, and you can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. We're lucky enough to have the community manager of One Light Luxury Apartments, back here for another segment. Marnie Sauls, who is a, um, you guys, she gets this. She gets the the apartment industry. She gets the luxury living industry. You've been doing this for, for a long time, haven't you, Marnie? Well, I hate to date myself, but I've been doing this <laughs> a little over 20 years. So I grew up in the business and uh, have a real passion for it. You uh, you also have been involved with the Apartment Association. Mm-hmm. I'm a very a- active role in that. Very active. I'm on the board right now. I'm the secretary for them. Yeah. And that's kind of, well, we kind of met through mutual friends. Yes. It, just different types of people in the industry. And I had done some work for the Apartment Association. It's a great group of people. And so I'm, uh, I'm excited, one, to be kind of building more and more relationships in that world. But connecting with you is good, too. Um, so you've been working at with the quarters company and with one light now for probably around a year, right? Yep. A little over a year. Yeah. So talk to us about this process of one light KC. You can check it out at one light Um, just how it kind of has progressed because, you know, we haven't had a building built. I don't believe like this in a long time in Kansas city, something like 40 years, 40 years, right? <laughs> so downtown Kansas city, this is a new Glass building going up in the middle yep. of the city. We're a 25-story high-rise apartment community, uh, floor-to-ceiling glass windows in every single apartment. So I started working with Cordish a little over a year ago, mm-hmm. and um, they told me what they were doing, and I thought I got it. You know, I'm like, I can do this. It's just like any other apartment. Then once I started going in the tower as it's being built, like almost on a weekly basis, we're discovering like, how much better this is than what I've been involved with before. Mm-hmm. The views are amazing. You can't, I'm, you can't match them mm-hmm. anywhere else. And every time we go all the way up on the 25th floor, 
we can see for miles. I can see to Independence. Um, really? It's so cool watching the jets come in on that downtown airport. Um, you feel like they're so close, mm-hmm. but you're not really hearing all that noise, <laughs> which is kind of nice. Um, but the, everything that they've chosen to put in the apartments, you really don't typically see in apartments. Mm-hmm. They've got the true high-end GE appliances, um, the dishwasher that barely makes a noise, which is my favorite because after living in an apartment, you know, you don't want to run your dishwasher while you're watching TV, but right. you don't have to worry about and that. If, or for me, you just don't use it very often. Yeah. Uh, you wash your dishes after you're done eating. I'm not the kind of guy that cooks very much, Marnie. I get that from you. <laughs> <laughs> I see you out quite often eating. So. <laughs> I need to start because that's why I, my pants are getting tighter and uh, I'm well, getting older. So anyways. Once uh, you move in, you can have your free membership right, to the gym. <laughs> right, right, right. That's another thing. Um Let's talk about that. So you you guys have a lot of amenities that go along with joining or, I guess, getting an apartment, leasing an apartment at One Light. Yeah, talk we about are. Some of those besides the pool, which we mentioned in the first segment, which uh, will be amazing. Yeah, pool is great, but we are very heavy in amenities. So all of our residents get a free membership to the One Life Fitness Center. Which, which I've is, heard rave reviews about. Yes. A lot of people work out there during the workday. I work out there. <laughs> and I park there a lot, and it's amazing how many people are coming in and out of there Yeah, already. It's, it's a great gym. The trainers are amazing. Um, so you get that free membership. Uh, we also have a concierge on site. So we're staffed 24 hours a day. So if there's ever anything you need, you can let us know. You're not waiting around. Um, we, That'll be big. Yeah. So I don't have to like tip any of the people to be like, hey, I have a broken faucet. Come fix it. No. And then I don't hear from them for a week. <laughs> no. Uh, somebody will be there right away. Nice. Which is kind nice. Of nice. Cool. Um, so besides all the concierge, the gym membership, um, we're also very pet friendly, which is kind of distinctive about us. Um, we do have access to the park that's on the roof there. Mm-hmm. And we are building a separate dog run area. So we take dogs up to 85 pounds and then they'll have an area to run around on the park. Oh, cool. Which is kind of nice. I didn't know that. Yeah. That park's pretty cool. I went up there the other night, uh, or other day, I guess, um, show my dad the park because he'd never been there. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And so, it's, it's bigger than you think it is um, from the last time I was there, which was like five years ago. Yeah. It's bigger than I thought it was. <laughs> well, and that's what's so great about this building. We have so many outdoor spaces to offer the residents that you typically don't get downtown. Right. So yeah. a lot of green space. You can see some green. Yes. Um, you also have... What, talk to us about the units again. You have you said you had high end appliances. Mm-hmm. Um, there's windows in every unit that are floor, floor to, ceiling. to ceiling windows in every unit. And we went back and forth with that, Marty, when I was looking at my unit. <laughs> but um, um, what about like Google Fiber? Is that involved at all? Yes, Google Fiber. The building was built with it, and okay. so every resident will get the free basic Wi-Fi service, all ready to go in their apartment from the day they move in. Definitely will be using that. Um, we have to tweet about this show, you know, and work from home. Um, and then also what's up with like the club rooms and stuff. Cause I know so, you have some really high end club rooms. Yeah. we got a great club room area. It's divided into two sections. It's separated by a nice see-through fireplace. So it's very cozy. Uh, some 80 inch screen TVs in there, um, open to the residents 24 hours a day. We also have a demonstration kitchen mm-hmm. and that has a nice coffee bar in it. That'll be open to the residents 24 hours. Um, and we'll start having monthly activities in there. I know that we'll have wine tastings in there every single month along, and we'll kind of scatter that with some spirit tastings, just depending on what the residents want. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have some local chefs that will be coming in and doing cooking classes in there. 
Um, so that way you won't be eating out every night. You can right, learn something. Right. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good to me. Um, I, uh, I'm excited about it. So those are a lot of good amenities that, mm-hmm. you know, typically, you know, you have a lot of places that have a movie room or a, a, a small gym or, you know, one of those types of amenities. Uh, and a lot of times a pool. But it seems like you guys have kind of taken those things and made them even better with the size of them and the the amount of times you can use them and whatnot. Correct. 24 so, hours. I mean, that's pretty good. 24 hours. We also have a movie theater room and a pool table in there with a wet bar. Um, we've got a business center with a conference room. Um, we have a small fitness center on site if you don't want to walk around the corner to One Life um, that you can use. We also have additional outdoor space off the club room. So there's a whole deck out there that you can use, and there's outdoor fireplaces, grilling stations, and uh, nice couches with fire pits that you can hang out with all your friends. So, Marnie, uh, we're talking to Marnie Sauls, who's the community manager at One Light Luxury Apartments in Kansas City, onelightkc.com. Check them out. Um, Also, they have a good Instagram page, too, if you want to see photos of some of these units and uh, some of the views you're going to be having there when you move in. Talk to us about the timeline here, and then we'll get into kind of what units you have, types of units you have for people. Um, What's the timeline for moving in at this point? So the first 15 floors should be able to move in in November. November 2015. Yep. And then the rest um, will have access to move in by the end of the year. Um, Because we do have 300 units, it's probably going to take us till the end of February to get fully occupied. That's my question, yeah. So there's 300 units there. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty, that's a lot. I mean, it really is when you look at the, you know, I'm used to living in those communities where they have, it's more spread out. You guys are, I mean, it's a skinny, tall building, right? right. There's 300 units in there. That's, right. that's a lot of people. It's a lot of people, but we've got a lot of great staff on board. That's right. Um, so we're always available to help. Uh, if you notice from our website, you have access to all of our cell phones. We make sure that we're available. Um, that's what it's about. It's giving that extra level of customer service that you don't typically get. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good because when you, I mean, we've talked about this, but when you're a part of a, if you're renting an apartment um, and you're renting an apartment that is nicer, like One Light will be, and you want to feel like you have a connection with the people that are running the unit, the organization and the the, the community. And so if you have that, it, I mean, we've been over this, when, when people move and sell things, it's, it's frustrating. I mean, you build that relationship. So right. that's why I think, I think you guys are really good at that personal relationship of what you guys have started already as a community manager. Now, um, if people want to move in or lease a place, how would that happen? And, and what kind of units are still available? Well, we've made it very easy. You mm-hmm. can come into our office. We'd love to show you around. Um, but everything is available to do online. Um, so if you just go to our website, onelikekc.com, you can apply, you can pay, you can pick out your unit. It's very interactive. There's 360 tours of every single apartment so you can see your view. And that's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a bad thing for people like me because I looked like a thousand different times to figure out, wow, mm-hmm. that place looks cool. That unit looks cool. There's so many different uh, nuances with this thing. And it's it's amazing how interactive it is. It really is. I've yes. never seen anything like it. So it's pretty cool. But you have one bedrooms, studios, and what? One bedroom with a den and then what? Two bedrooms? Two bedroom, two baths. Yes. So we still have some available. If you want a studio, I only have one left. Um, <laughs> But we do still have the one bedrooms, one bedroom within, and two bedroom, two baths available to rent. And no more penthouses. Um, I have one one bedroom penthouse left. It's a little over a thousand square foot. It's a pretty cool apartment. It has a wet bar in it, um, huge island counter. So 
Well, that'll be cool. Nice. Someone, some lucky person out there. So you have one, one penthouse, one studio left, and then you have one bedrooms, one bedrooms with a den, and two bedrooms and two baths. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of different things. Yeah, a lot of different choices for people. Um, and again, I would advise the listeners out there who obviously go downtown a lot, maybe on your work break or your lunch break, to walk in and check out the space there off of what street is that off of again? 12th and Main. 12th and Main to walk in and meet Marnie, meet the people she works with there. They have a, a drawing, a big, like, a, what do they call those things? Um, they have, like, an actual rendition of a the model. A model, yes. excuse me, there you go, um, of the apartments and the entire um, community that you can look at. They have all kinds of cool things. You can see an actual unit mm-hmm. in there. I mean, it's got it all. So yeah. I would advise. Listeners, you can go online to onelightkc.com, or you could stop by and see Marnie at 12th and Main. Yeah, and, I'd love uh, to meet you. Come on out. <laughs> She's a lot of fun. And then also <laughs> look forward to a lot of different events. Uh, they have a lot of different cool things going on down there, so check that out as well. Marnie Sauls from One Light uh, and community manager of One Light, we appreciate you for coming on Grill Nation today and uh, look forward to having you on again one day soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Can't wait till you're my resident. <laughs> yeah, can't wait either. We'll be right back on Grill Nation. First things first, I'm the realest, realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. Well, you can tell everybody. Yeah, you can tell everybody. Go ahead and tell everybody. I'm the man, I'm the man. Hello and welcome back to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today on Talk 980 AM and on 980 AM. Talk9am.com, excuse me there. Uh, Appreciate you listening today. Hope you're having a great Saturday. I want to thank real quickly, uh, before we start our next interview, our partners and supporters of Grill Nation. Again, uh, Kretcher Heartland, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group, uh, great real estate company, Andrew Bash, Kenny Ertz Perry, Attorneys at Law, Catalyst, The Rieger Hotel Grill and Exchange, and Jay Rieger & Co., Kansas City Power and Light District, and Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. Thanks for... uh, Joining us as we've launched on 980 AM and also appreciate you guys for all your continued partnership and support of Grill Nation here. Very excited about our next guest. Uh, we have Jim Heener, who's the president and CEO of the Greater Kansas City Chamber of Commerce, and he's been in that role now for a while, and he's he's in his last year, uh, going to be retiring at the end of the year. So I'm excited to have him on the show. We have not had him on the show yet. I've been doing the show with Entrepreneur KC and now into Grill Nation for over around three years. So I uh, was excited to have you on the show, Jim, and uh, thanks for joining us today on Grill Nation. Jason, it's my pleasure. I'm delighted to be with you and your listeners today. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. So uh, talk, let's get into your background, Jim, because you've been in Kansas City now for quite a while. Uh, done a lot of great things here in the community. Uh, as a fellow attorney, uh, you've done a lot of great work on that end, but tell our listeners a little bit about your kind of your background and we'll get into the chamber after that. Well, you're right. Um, my wife, uh, Judy and I are not native Kansas Cityans. We came here, um, after my, after I finished law school, I'm a very proud graduate of the university of Missouri where I received my undergraduate degree and then of Harvard law school. And after that's I, a good combo, Jim, it's a great combo. It's, as far <laughs> as I'm concerned, it's a terrific combo, but, uh, but I'm a Missouri tiger through and through. And, um, after I finished law school, uh, my wife, Judy, and I decided um, among about four cities, uh, San Francisco, Chicago, New York, and Kansas City, that being kind of our home state, Missouri choice. As I mentioned, we're not Kansas City natives, but we're native Missourians. And um, we came to Kansas City, and um, I spent, before I came to the chamber a little over five years ago, 
I spent uh, more than 30 years as a practicing lawyer. Mm-hmm. I was a corporate lawyer with uh, two very distinguished uh, firms, only two in my entire career. They're both very distinguished and very large firms. So I was a big firm lawyer mm-hmm. uh, and a corporate lawyer. So you started and, right out of college, right out of law school. You right out of law school, I, I, I began my law practice. Uh, I did have a stint with the United States Army in there as an officer in the United States Army, uh, but I otherwise started uh, practicing right out of law school. And uh, as a corporate lawyer, I represented a variety of uh, companies, uh, big public companies, mm-hmm. uh, large privately held companies, and um, companies that, that were among the most fun to work with were uh, what today we would call entrepreneurial companies. <laughs> In those days we called them growth companies, but today we would call them entrepreneurial companies. And uh, I had companies that uh, started really with the vision of one person and ended up on the New York Stock Exchange. I had other uh, really fun clients who were very successful. Uh, uh, my good friend John McDonald and Boulevard Brewing being mm-hmm. one of those. I was the original lawyer for with John and Boulevard you? Brewing when we started that. that now, that's just an incredible story, too, what he's done and uh – you know, just just all the work that he put in that. So that's amazing. I did not know that you were his original lawyer. And it was a lot of fun. John, John's <laughs> an incredible person and deserves all the success that he is that he has earned. That's a that's a terrific uh, company. It's been great for Kansas City and uh, has uh, earned a well deserved national reputation. So that was the nature of my practice. I was also very active in law firm management mm-hmm. uh, in both of those firms, and I enjoyed that uh, enjoyed that very much. And while I was doing that, I was also um, Quite active in the Kansas City community and in, 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 uh, in government and politics and uh, philanthropy and the arts community and the civic and business communities. And that's part of what led me eventually into my position as CEO of the Greater Kansas City Chamber of Commerce. You also were a councilman, were you? I was. City of I, Kansas City, Missouri, 4th <laughs> District. Uh, I was I was indeed. I, I had a little, uh, a little foray into politics and government. I was um, elected the City Council of Kansas City, Missouri in 1983. And um, I was the uh, councilman at large for the 4th District. And um, as you know, in Kansas City, Missouri, that means you live in the 4th District, but you run and you serve citywide. And I served for four years and then run uh, really quite prematurely and unsuccessfully, I must add, uh, for, for mayor. I lost to my good friend Dick Berkeley, Mayor Dick Berkeley, as he won his third term in, uh, in Kansas City and Kansas City City Hall. But it was a terrific experience. I learned a lot. And that experience and a lot of the relationships that I made – and serving on, in city government uh, have held me in good stead over the over the years, and continue to do so today. Yeah, that's a that's a great thing because a lot of people they'll forget about that. I mean, you did serve the serve the city as a councilman and, and learned a lot from that. Obviously, you you dealt with a bunch of different issues on the council or in politics as a whole, and that kind of makes you a more well rounded, I think, uh, leader and uh, and whatnot. So you did that and were able to do that while you were practicing law, which I which I give you credit for. Not easy to do. Well, you're, you're kind to point that out. I wouldn't have mentioned it, but I will tell you, I don't think I was ever as uh, physically and emotionally tired as I was during the four years on the city council when I was also uh, practicing law. Yeah. Uh, my, my law. My law partners didn't quite understand why the city council took so much business and my co- so much time, and my colleagues on the city council didn't quite understand why I had to be practicing law all the time. And um, it, it was a it was a tough, exciting. Uh, challenging and interesting four years. It always is interesting. I've had to deal with that too when I was in the legislature and working as a lawyer. I mean, there, there's, there's it's such a struggle, man. It really is to do both things. And uh, what's, what's bad because we need more attorneys and more uh, people that understand statutes in our, in our government. So. Yeah, I, I, I think you're, I think you're right on all counts. So, so Jim, you, uh, we're talking to Jim Heater, is the president and CEO of the Greater Kansas City Chamber of Commerce. You said about five years ago, so 2010, April of 2010, you were, uh, took over the job as president and CEO of the Greater Kansas City Chamber of Commerce. Tell us again, you know, what does the Chamber of Commerce do here in Kansas City? Well, the Chamber of Commerce does um, a variety of things. Uh, I, I tend to think of it in two ways, Jason. The first of, 
the first point really is that we are a membership organization. Our, our members are Kansas City businesses, and they range from uh, entrepreneurial and startup companies to uh, um, small businesses. We, we continue to have, by the way, the largest and oldest small business celebration of uh, uh, any chamber of commerce in America, uh, all the way up through the largest companies uh, in Kansas City mm-hmm. for whose support we're very grateful. So we have a wide range of members. We have uh, close to 3,000 business members, and, of course, each of those businesses has a host of employees. So we're really a pretty good-sized organization. And so in part, in large part, we're a service organization to our members. And one of the things that we do, for example, is we take public advocacy positions on behalf of businesses on on important uh, important community and governmental issues. The other thing that we are is that uh, we are what I like to think of um, uh, as a civic betterment chamber. Um, we are, we are, by the way, I should point out, we are not a part of or associated with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, uh, which is a totally different organization with a very separate um, agenda than, right. than ours. And I, I want to make that distinction. As a civic betterment community, we are looking to do all kinds, all things that will make greater Kansas City a better place. And uh, that, that includes not just business and economic development and job creation issues, um, but where the issue might be health, the, might, mm-hmm. the issue might be uh, inner city redevelopment, urban core redevelopment. So all those types of things are the kinds of things that we get actively involved with. So that's the kind of chamber that we are. Yeah, and it's unique, too, because you guys do so many different things. I mean, you really do. You have you talked about the public policy, and that's kind of the side I saw initially. But then, you know, you work with a lot of small businesses. You have all kinds of events. Um, you do education-type events. I mean, there's just – there's so much stuff going on there, and you can check out all of that at kcchamber.com. Um, and you obviously take positions on issues like you said, too. We do, and thank you for the plug for uh, kcchamber.com. I hope people will go onto our website, but you're exactly right. We get involved in a wide range, uh, uh, an almost dizzying variety sometimes of issues. We host a whole lot of events, uh, activities, programs, um, but there's something going on at the Greater Kansas City Chamber of Commerce literally every single day. Um, how do people become a member? They just go online and, and join there? They can, they can go online and uh, they can join online or they can call us at the Greater Kansas City Chamber of Commerce. The numbers are all provided there on our website. And uh, we'll be happy to have a team meet with them, explain the benefits of chamber membership, and importantly, learn from them what it is they seek to obtain from their chamber membership. I think that's really important. Uh, we don't simply sign people up as members and um, and go away. We really look for a partnership with each and every one of our members so that they get out of their membership in the chamber what it is they seek to obtain from it. And one of those things that we, we uh, a lot of my listeners and a lot of people in the entrepreneur, entrepreneur care, care about uh, is the Access for Entrepreneurs program and, and how the chamber connects with small businesses and entrepreneurs. Can you kind of touch on that? Uh, because I went through the Access for Entrepreneurs program and kind of weird for me because I have a bunch of different things going on, but I met so many CEOs through that. Uh, who I've had on this radio show or who I've uh, worked with or set up organizations with. Tell us about that, the Access for Entrepreneurs program and how the Chamber has really made an effort to connect with entrepreneurs. Well, we do a host of things that are focused on on entrepreneurs and, and the growth of entrepreneurial businesses. We think that's one of the most important uh, economic development tools that our community can pursue. That's true for a number of reasons. Uh, one of them is that that entrepreneurial companies and small businesses provide the great majority of new jobs mm-hmm. in any community. Uh, another is that uh, as you as you boost entrepreneurial companies, uh, you know that uh, out of that group there will be the next uh, Cerner Corporation, for example. Somewhere in that mix will be that that company. I and mean, people sometimes forget that 
that Hallmark and uh, H&R Block, which we now think of as our big companies, mm-hmm. uh, and Garmin started off just as entrepreneurial companies. And that's, that's why you have to foster that. The other piece of, of why you do that is that those companies tend to grow and then stay in Kansas City. They stay here. They expand here. And eventually, their founders tend to leave foundations that benefit our community. So that's why we think entrepreneurism is so important. Mm-hmm. And one of the many programs that we pursued is the one, Jason, that you mentioned in which you participated is Access to Entrepreneurs. And essentially, that was, a, that was designed to be and continues to be a, um, a program for a relatively small group of, of selected persons who apply for participation to meet on a monthly basis over lunch with uh, successful entrepreneurs and uh, CEO entrepreneurs in, uh, in Kansas City. And just as it's your experience great. proves, it's a great program. It is a great program. And uh, like you were talking about John McDonald earlier, he's about, he was involved with that. Uh, Greg Graves from um, Burns McDonald was one of the ones we went to. We, well, there was a host of them, and they all were different. And it was unique to talk to different types of CEOs and to you know see kind of the differences in them and how they grew their business. Um, we're talking to Jim Heater, who's the president and CEO of the Greater Kansas City Chamber of Commerce. We're going to come back after the break and talk more about kind of some of the things that are happening in Kansas City. And I also want to talk to Jim about things he's excited about going on in the city and also uh, what kind of issues are important to business owners and what make what are they most excited about as we move forward into uh, the next few years. Thanks for listening to Grill Nation. We'll be right back. I turn the music up. I got my records on. I shut the world outside until the lights come up. Maybe the streets. We could fly. We all have wings. But some of us don't know why. Welcome back to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. We're going to continue our discussion here with uh, Jim Heater, who's the president and CEO of the Greater Kansas City Chamber of Commerce. Been a very good interview so far, and uh, we're going to continue on, Jim. Uh, I want to talk to you about kind of what, what are business owners telling you? What, what are they um, most excited about, and what are some of their concerns they have going on right now in their businesses here in Kansas City? Well, I think. Um I think business owners in Kansas City are excited about what's happening in Kansas City, not just Kansas City, Missouri, but greater Kansas City. We're a regional chamber of commerce. That is good so to point out. It, yeah, we've got to point that out there. And, and, and Greg Graves and I, when we launched the Chamber's Big Five initiative a few years ago, we coined a phrase which is stuck on and stuck in some places. We call the, the um, uh, Big KC, which mm-hmm. is a way of talking about metropolitan Kansas City or greater Kansas City. But I think business owners are very bullish on Kansas City right now. They're pleased to see the success that we're having in all parts of the region. Um, and Kansas City, frankly, is an area that's that's on a roll. I think mm-hmm. uh, a week a week literally does not go by when we don't make the top ten list. Just uh, this uh, earlier this week, I saw the Travel and Leisure magazine had put us uh, at number four in uh, a list of the of the country's top cultural cities. Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive. But every 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 week, where it seems like we're on another top ten list, so Kansas City's on a roll, and I think uh, business owners are, are are pleased with that, bullish and very confident and optimistic about our future. And we got to continue, like you said, in the last seven, to grow entrepreneurial businesses, but also make sure we retain and recruit, you know, big companies, right, or people that can provide jobs to our citizens, which would be great members of the chamber, right? Well, I'm a, <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely correct, Jason. And I'm a strong, strong believer in retain what you have and help that grow, uh, regardless of what kind of business you're in, including the the law firm business that I was in. There's a there's an eighty twenty rule, and that is that eighty percent of your of your future growth comes from your existing clients, or in the case of greater Kansas City, our existing businesses. So the almost the most important thing that any community can do is uh, be very, very active in retaining its existing businesses, uh, making sure that they have 
um, a good sense of what they need to grow and expand and helping them do that. And then when you add the entrepreneurial element and attracting new businesses from other places, uh, that's kind of icing on the cake. Yeah, it is for sure. Um, Jim, talk to me about one of your accomplishments uh, since you've been the leader of the chamber was the Big Five Initiative. It kind of was, happened a couple years ago, right? Uh, yes, it did. Um, I, I think when you think about uh, accomplishments, you know, you look back on the last five or six years of my tenure at the chamber. I think one of the things that comes to mind, Jason, is our move to Union Station. Mm-hmm. That was um, the, almost the first thing that I was involved with as CEO of the chamber, and that has proved out to be a great thing for the chamber, a great thing for Union Station, and I think a great thing for Kansas City. I, you know, I love it. I love Union Station. Whenever you go down there for a meeting or just to have a coffee or you're at an event, you know. I mean, it, it's amazing, especially here in the summertime with the amount of people that you see in there. It's You forget about that. You, you are exactly right. It is a beehive of activity. It's a fun place to to be and to office. I, I love being there every single day. When we moved to Union Station, if you recall, Union Station was uh, coming out of financial doldrums. Mm-hmm. And um, I think in large part to the leadership of uh, then board chair at Union Station, Mike Haverty, and others, um, that's all been turned around. And when, we, when the chamber moved to Union Station, part of the idea was that if we set that example, others would follow. We thought it would take about two years to fill up Union Station. It actually took about six months. Mm. So I think that's the one of the, one of the things I look back um, with with a little bit of satisfaction. The other, which you mentioned, is the is the Big Five, mm-hmm. and that was um, really, I guess, kind of the brainchild of uh, Greg Graves, the CEO of Burns and McDonald, and and the then chair of the chamber, um, and myself, with the help of a lot of other people. And um, long story short, we looked around and we thought that. Um, Greater Kansas City, what we came to call Big KC, didn't have a plan. Every business has a plan. Uh, A lot of government organizations have a plan. A lot of not-for-profits have plans. But Big KC, Greater Kansas City, had no plan. And so we did not want to embark on a study mission. We didn't want to draw up another (laughs) 375-page strategic plan that gathered dust on somebody's credentia or bookshelf. We wanted an action plan, and that's where we came up with the Big Five. So we went to the community. And uh, we got um, terrific ideas. We ended up with 186 just great ideas. And uh, with a lot of help from folks in the community and ultimately our chamber board, we narrowed the 186 to 20 and then to 10 and then to the big five. And and one of the big fives is um, simply stated to make Kansas City America's most entrepreneurial city. Mm-hmm. And um, that has gone extraordinarily well. We have um, created what uh, Peter De Silva, for the um, um, CEO of uh, UMB, bank uh, and our champion of um, of the um, entrepreneurial initiative to make Kansas City America's most entrepreneurial city. He calls it a movement, and I think Peter's exactly right. It's a movement in Kansas City now. Uh, we have uh, laid the groundwork and got the financing for a physical place where we can foster entrepreneurism. It'll be located on the campus of the University of Missouri at Kansas City, mm-hmm. and uh, we just have a host of things that that bode really well for the entrepreneurial future of this community, and we're proud of that. Uh, you really have. Um, Jim Heater, who's the president and CEO of Greater Kansas City Chamber of Commerce. Um, real quickly, uh, let's talk about some current KC issues here and get your thoughts on that. Uh, Downtown Convention Center Hotel has been a hot topic. I'm, a, I'm very supportive of it. We've had Mike Burke on the radio show, and having worked at King Hershey when, uh, when I was in the legislature with Mike, uh, I know he's been working on this for many years, and a lot of people in Kansas City have. And so it's exciting to see it moving forward. Hopefully. <laughs> well, you're exactly right. I'll, I'll just tell you that before I before I came into this position as CEO of the chamber, I was actually on the chamber board. And in that capacity, I actually chaired our downtown hotel committee, uh, which was not at that point, not 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 an advocacy committee. It was really a study committee. It was mm-hmm. to look at the 
at the need for it, the demand for it versus the the financial issues involved with it. And that was uh, going back now almost uh, seven, seven plus years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's been going on for a long time. Uh, I am a supporter of, uh, of the downtown uh, hotel. The devil's always in the details, and you see some of that being thrashed out every single day. But I applaud Mike Burke and uh, Mayor James and, and the city council and others who've been involved with this for their creativity in putting together what could be um, uh, a terrific asset for downtown, not just for our convention business, but for our community as a whole. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty excited about it, and I hope we see it come to fruition. Me too. Um, what's going on with the uh, streetcar? I mean, that's going to be coming on here right after you retire here, isn't it? You know, the street streetcar is exciting. That That's another one that's not another issue that's not been without controversy, uh, given the way that it had to be um, uh, financed through a um, specialized tax district. Uh, on the other hand, I think it will be um, I think it'll be an asset that will serve our community well for many, many years. And uh, as a person who drives back and forth between uh, Union Station and downtown several times a week, uh, I don't mind the inconvenience. I, I, I see that as a sign of progress. And uh, this time next year, a lot of us will be riding the streetcars. will be a lot of visitors to Kansas City. The initial line, as you know, runs from the city market to uh, Crown Center, to Union mm-hmm. Station, in effect. And I think it'll be a terrific asset. And uh, I also hope that it's the beginning, Jason, of, uh, of a regional transit system. You know, I think um, when we look at the, some of the things that Kansas City lacks, I think we're the only city of our size in the country that doesn't have a strong regional transit system. And I hope that we can, can build that through the leadership so of the former mayor, Joe Reardon, who recently became the CEO of the Area <laughs> Transportation Authority. Yeah, you're right. He did, didn't he? Um, real quickly then, too, I mean, downtown growth's been great with new apartment developments. We had uh, One Light, which is Cordish, uh, on the show earlier, Power and Light District. We're seeing all these these developers building all these condos downtown and apartments, multifamily, which are great because we'll have businesses and we'll have people. More more people, more density, right? Absolutely correct. Uh, I don't know of any great city in America that doesn't have a thriving, um, a buzzing downtown. And that's what we have in Kansas City right now, and uh, and that's going to continue. It's going to be exciting to see all those people down there. It really is. <laughs> it's just it's just fun to see Kansas City rock. It's fun to see um, so many people, especially younger business and professional people, living downtown too. That's really what makes it exciting. Yes, sir. Jim Heater, President and CEO of the Greater Kansas City Chamber of Commerce. Uh, thanks for joining us here in Grill Nation. You can check out more information about the chamber at kcchamber.com. I want to thank Jim for coming in. Jim is an avid Royals and Mizzou fan, which I appreciate. I am indeed. <laughs> I, I'm, all, I'm also an avid Chiefs fan. All right. You got I'm a big supporter of Sporting KC, there too. You go. There this, you go. Kansas City, I believe, is America's greatest sports town. I believe that. We're doing pretty well right now. Uh, thanks for coming on Grill Nation today, Jim. My pleasure, Jason. Fun to be with you and with Grill Nation. Thanks for listening to Grill Nation. We'll see you again next week. Have a good one.